Live for the Friday. All right, we're live for the Friday edition of the Mike and Mario show. Um, it's always good to connect. Had a week or so um, of conflict schedules or whatever, but we here we are nevertheless. As always, Mario, it's good to connect with you. Um, before we get into all the headlines, a lot of things on my mind, a lot of things in your mind. How are you doing? How's everything in your neck of the woods? I'm doing well, thank you. And uh, you, you told me just before we started, you're concerned about all the the Texas border uh, dispute, <laughs> uh, not be t- between Texas and, and Mexico, but between Texas and D.C. Uh, and uh, yeah, that is worrying. And uh, the other thing here in the U.K., they're talking a lot about war here. They're talking about having to conscript people eventually to fight Putin or any other enemy. Uh, but uh, the other thing that I, I, I've seen is, uh, and it maybe is irrelevant now, with all the talk, all the this war talk, or maybe even a, a civil war in the U.S., I don't want to jump the gun. But yeah. uh, what I saw yesterday was uh, a lot of people going on about the new Goldilocks economy, which I, I thought was uh, comical. So maybe mm-hmm. we can look into that today a little bit. Uh, yeah. Other than that, everything's fine. Yeah. Now, okay. So before we dive any further, uh, I want to welcome everybody to the live stream as always. Uh, appreciate you guys for taking time to join us this uh, Friday afternoon, wherever you're located at. If you don't mind, show some support for the channels, hit that thumbs up button. It definitely goes a long way to show that you value what we do here as far as trying to break down all these somewhat complex subject matters and bring it to you guys. And the most important thing is getting your participation. So when we go to the Q&A portion, we'll probably do the face-to-face where you can join us on screen or comment in the chat and let us know uh, what you guys think. And that always is a way to have a good in- discussion from a variety of, of viewpoints. So, all right. So, man, like, so I was literally, uh, Mario, uh, before we went live, man, just my, I got so much stuff going on in my mind and all the articles I sent you and vice versa, just because, you know, everything seems to be coming together in a very non-productive way. And so let me just lay a little foundation for some of the things I'm going to talk about. Then we'll get into the, you know, the the economy and things of that nature. But uh, as I mentioned before, we went live going back to a movie from Netflix. The Obamas came out with the movie called Leave the World Behind. Caught a lot of people attention here in our country, perhaps in Europe as well. And so a lot of talk about that in reference to some symbolisms of what could be what the, the status, the whoever is trying to control this narrative would like to see happen within our country. And then shortly thereafter, another movie was introduced called Civil War. <laughs> and so it is slate it is slated to be released in March of 2024. And the trailer, for those who haven't seen it, go, go take a minute and see it when you get a chance. But it talks about a division amongst our states. And Texas happens to be one of the leading states and, and California that has issues within our borders here. So it becomes a, a red, blur, red versus blue state type of confrontation to where it's it, it just these type of things here I never take it for granted because I know that there's ultimately some type of script that they would love to see play out. Okay, now how does that play into the economy? We all know where, we're, where we stand with the BTFP, which is set to be ending in March. We yeah, have, they announced now that they will end it because yeah. there's speculation whether they would extend it. So we and we got QT. I was looking at the uh, Federal Reserve balance sheet. It looks like you know they have officially you know starting to trend up a little. It's starting to trend. It's it, it, it flatline, meaning QT probably has ended according to the way they want to do it. And we're anticipating rate cuts at some moment, some time and place. The banking sector is always not doing it. so. You factor all that in. What better distraction, cover up, 
diversion tactic, they all put put all that together. What do you have? You have a collision course that will impact the world. So no matter where you're watching, it will somehow, some way trickle down to impact you on your home front. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> um, so let's get into let's just get into the Goldilocks economy. So I, I'll let I we will just jump into this one here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Nobel laureate 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 Paul Krugman says this isn't this isn't a Goldilocks economy. It's even better thanks <laughs> to strong growth and cooling inflation. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Krugman, by the way, is my favorite Keynesian economist. Not that that's a a, a great compliment to him to be honest um i I guess he's not talking about the debt i I saw uh, someone tweet that uh for uh, a 42.7 trillion uh budget deficit you can buy a really good uh gdp (laughs) (laughs) uh speaking of deficit spending man uh that one article i sent you out we'll get to that in a minute but just just some of the highlights here is this guy you know, not quite sure how what his angle is or what his agenda is, but he's you know you know talking about GDP growth and you know low unemployment figures and all these statistics that we we you meaning you and I and everybody who pays attention to real you know you know contrarian viewpoint you know slash don't trust the government type of figures we know that's the complete opposite everything has been readjusted everything you know when you look back they've already made you know, the adjustments for all their numbers because it was always a lie but and how can a person with this level of education still try to come out and is he is he paid by institutions yeah. or funded or his paycheck comes from these institutions yeah. that he's uh he's not an economist well he might have a, a degree in economics but i would say he's more of a politician now than an economist because we know the they a couple of weeks ago we spoke about how they revised the you know non-farm payroll down almost five hundred thousand from january to november last year we know that uh, there's a record amount of people that uh, have to have more than one job, you know, and that I think one million full-time jobs have been lost in the last year or so. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Paul Krugman, uh, t- to be honest, is a bit of a joke. So <laughs> to say that we're even better than Goldilocks is, uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And he's ignoring all the debt situation. Yeah. And speaking of which, let's get into some of the uh, some some figures here. Let me. Um, let, so let me. I got. I saw. I got so much. So much. So many windows here. I, I wanted to. We'll just jump into the the the, the Fed allowing the uh, BTFP because we talked a lot about that. And you know, I remember towards the end of last year, we kind of ended the year talking about you know paying attention to that because that would basically indicate where the banking sector will go, especially the smaller regional banks that this initial program I think was designed to help support, but I think we've gotten away from that point because a lot of the two big to fail banks probably took advantage of this as well. So I was ranting on this earlier saying how by this coming to an end, by them signaling that this is coming to an end based upon the way it was set up, you know, all the banks that are still hemorrhaging because of them being underwater, what happens to them? And I was saying that this could be another bank, a great bank consolidation period where we see the closure of a lot of banks that are no longer able to sustain themselves and then it will impact confidence in the banking sector uh, heading into the, the spring. And so the beneficiaries will ultimately end up being the two big to fail banks because they are the ones that have been provided the most cushion with all the funds having been transferred up to them in their coffers. And then that goes to the whole reverse repo that we're seeing declining and the funds that go with that. It just so give me your thoughts on this where like, you know, it, will this be a significant as far as hurting? 
the smaller banks and therefore causing more issues with confidence and things of that nature? Or what's your opinion on this? Yeah, I mean, uh, since uh, like the beginning of November, the BTFP has gone up almost, you know, quite sharply. And, mm -hmm. and there's speculation of, uh, as to whether it's uh, because they're using this as an arbitrage to borrow cheaply from the Fed and lend out uh, for a little uh, gain. Uh, that, that could be true. So this might not be showing weakness in the banking sector, but uh, I think it's more psychological. The fact that the, the Fed's pooling uh, that uh, facility might uh, spook uh, depositors. You know, they might because they opened this facility last year in March when the whole, you know, uh, Silicon Valley Bank collapsed. Uh, Republic Bank, National Republic Bank had to be taken over and others. Mm -hmm. Uh, in order to basically uh, lend uh, lend 100% of assets that were worth 50 cents, for example. Mm -hmm. So it could be psychological. And the other thing as well, you mentioned the reverse repo is moving uh, lower. It's about 500,000, 500 billion now. Uh, mm -hmm. it, you know, the way it's going, it's probably going to be at zero by March sometime or mid-March. And then uh, you have to wonder, you know, the, the banks haven't really improved. Uh, bond yields have started bouncing back up, like the 10-year, you know, it did, you know, the bond yields dropped from late October to uh, the beginning of this year. And now it's going back up, which was, is going to hurt balance sheets of banks. Uh, so you have to kind of wonder uh, if the Fed is probably going to announce that they're going to stop QT which is uh, unwinding their balance sheet. And if you show uh, the viewers the uh, one year, you know, uh, chart of their uh, balance sheet, it looks like since January 4th, it has barely gone up. I think it's gone up by about 4 billion. Uh, yeah, if you move, if you move uh, my, like- so oh, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me get you, let me get you out the way. Give me one yeah, second here. Move me out. There you go. So <laughs> this is the first time in a while where it looks like it's flattening. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised in the next uh, uh, month or so before, you know, March 11th, that they'll come out and say, they might, they might say we're gonna, uh, you know, taper QT, i.e. Mm -hmm. instead of doing so much, we're gonna slow down. Uh, that that could be what they, they, they're doing. And I think when that happens, you know, people are going to be ready for the rate cuts. And, and I think this will uh, put a rocket up, I hope, should put a rocket up uh, gold and silver. Um, it's about time. Yeah. And, and speaking of which, uh, there was another, um, there was an article that I sent you about the expectations for this coming. Uh, let me Let me find it. The, this up here go here um one second let me grab this uh and so this was basically talking about what's expected this upcoming um uh next couple bond auctions here and they're talking about like some unprecedented amount like some you know some figures that we haven't seen since like a year or two ago and the, the amount of bond issuances that's going to be needed or put out there and i'm thinking like okay we are you know like how does this play out like how you know, they're going to put them out there. But then again, like, you know, who's going to be, you know, rushing to go ahead and grab something that they know doesn't carry the same amount of weight <laughs> that it used to globally speaking. So between the possible QT of the, the just, you know, dialing back the end of the BTFP, then we got the reverse repo situation cooling down. And 
me watching a lot of other commentators talk about this, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. I, I saw one uh, person mention that, you know, the, the reverse repo situation, uh, the, the, the sudden drawdown over the last several uh, months or whatever, it, it happens to be the banks themselves supporting the bond market by being the primary buyers of these things. And so that was a part of the program situation. So if that is the case, if we get to the point where the BTFP is no longer like, uh, or if it's no longer much in there to support bond purchases, like then, then what, like then, then, yeah. what do, then what does the world face? If that is even the case, I'm not sure. Well, I think we've already seen it. Uh, you know, markets always are, are a little bit ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- w- I, the way that's going to be solved is through higher yields, you know, and that's why the 10 year yield is going back up uh, and the 20 and the 30 year, because there's going to be a lot of supply and and, um, record supply. And and we know that um, foreigners are buying less and less bonds, especially uh, the BRICS in the global South, the Chinese, well, the Russians are not involved anymore, but also the talk that uh, they might even, uh, basically steal Russia's 300 billion uh, in reserves. That's going to put a lot of people off from not just buying treasuries, but also from buying European government bonds. So yeah, the only way to attract um, domestic investors uh, from the US or other investors is to, you know, to provide a higher, higher uh, coupon or a higher yield to attract them. And, and, And I think that's what we're seeing right now. And uh, it's one of the reasons why, as well, the, the Fed has to think, unless they're really, you know, a, a lot of these Fed people are uh, academics. They never worked in the bond market like I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I used to watch these au- auction results very intently to, to see how the market would move. Uh, I think they'll, uh, they'll have to stop the QT unless they want, <laughs> they, you know, unless they want to see the 10-year yield going up to 6% you know, before the, the middle of the year. So that's why I think the Fed's going to stop QT. And that will give, give a boost to demand for treasuries because they'll be selling less, less because the QT basically means that they're selling treasuries, you know, mm-hmm. that they have in their balance sheet and they're driving uh, yields higher. And that's why I think also they've stopped, you know, in January to, to do any QT. They've mm-hmm. only done $4 billion since the beginning of the year. Now, with all that poss- possible scenarios of what you just listed, what about the stock market? Yeah, right? I mean, because that of- should have a negative impact on the stock market as well. We saw beginning of 2022 when uh, bond yields started going up, bonds and stocks in 2022 had their worst year, you know, uh, in, in generations. <laughs> stocks and bonds bo- both fell uh, in terms of price. And I think it will uh, impact the stock market uh, negatively. Um, yeah. And it will impact, you know, the government as well. It's going to make their uh, interest payments uh, go even higher. Uh, we saw that now it's above a billion, uh, a trillion, sorry, interest payments. Be- yeah. It, it, and it will impact the economy. And as I said, I don't think the economy is uh, as good as it is. So it has huge repercussions because it's the cost of credit and money that we're talking about here. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just, you know, as we're, as, so these are, so everything that has been mentioned thus far lays the foundation for why, you know, 
something's brewing. There's there's a lot there's a lot of uncertainty because we can clearly see how the monetary authorities that be are trapped. Like the the mess that they've created is now it's unraveling in so many fast fashions and the graphs kind of show where, where things are heading. And then let me just share, here's another headline here that yeah. goes the complete opposite of Paul Krugman. <laughs> and so, I would, uh, even though I don't like the guy, uh, yeah. I mean, when he says that it, it's true. Uh, I mean, he was the secretary of the treasury under uh, uh, Bill Clinton and he was a, a CEO of Goldman Sachs also in the nineties. And uh, yeah, if he says that, you know, it must be bad because usually these people kind of go along with the uh, narrative. Quo. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it'll be refresh this, but basically, you know, it's just we're in a terrible place. And his his I think so. Is either this article or a different article? You know, his suggestion. I don't. I mean, I gotta make sure. I, I think his suggestion. Hike exactly. Hike <laughs> to increase taxes, and I'm thinking like. We are well, we are already, you know, the consumer, the government, everybody already, you know, you know, kind of in a pinch, in a sense, given the economic yeah. conditions we're in. Like, you know, how how could they afford to raise taxes to a already stranglehold economy and yeah, in a stranglehold inflation, economy? Inflation's already a tax, isn't it? So right. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing here in the UK. Uh we're in a terrible place. This morning I spoke about the fact that uh even the Mainstream think tanks are saying we haven't had this debt problem since the end of the war. <laughs> it, right. It's very difficult and uh, they can't really afford to raise taxes because you raise taxes, uh, you really clobber uh, the economy even more. You clob clobber the economy, you don't get tax receipts, and then the government has to borrow more. It's a vi vicious circle. <laughs> so like you said, you know, all this talk about Texas, the border, you know, war with Russia, it's worrying because they they could uh, trigger a crisis that makes all of these this debt problem that we have because it's a debt problem, uh, mm -hmm. you know, seem in, insignificant. That's the worry. Yeah, and, and so like that'd be a, a good segment to kind of like pivot into. Like, okay, so we've described the problem here. You know, we got you know former economists saying we're in a terrible place. We got the deficits that are going to continue to balloon here in the U.S. as well as around the world. The only way out is some type of an, of an escape, some type of excuse, some type of event that would lead the monetary authorities to have to pivot in reverse course. And therefore that then we have, you know, cut rates and, you know, we off to the races as far as the amount of currency that need to be created to support their their own, you know, issues that they are trying to you know run from. And so uh, let me go. To, I got some more here. It, it just more talks about the economy. Uh, I, I didn't catch this one, but you sent this one to me. <laughs> on, on Janet Yellen, her holy, <laughs> <That's> crazy. <laughs> only regret as a fair chair is low inflation, and so referring to the that that own that 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 figure that they were always using, you know, that two percent target. She wasn't able to even get that during her tenure as Fed chair, yeah. and it's like she regrets that. Like, you know, how do you yeah, regret she, yeah. an additional tax? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> She regrets that she couldn't screw the American public more, I guess. That's what it means. And, and unfortunately, most people don't understand that. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, the thing. Here in the UK, uh, if you look at the Bank of England uh, inflation calculator from like uh, after the Napoleonic Wars in 1815 to 1914, the average CPI uh, every year was minus 0 0.1. 
so, you know, there's no talk back then. Oh, we need two percent inflation. No, you, you need a you need a sound currency, Janet Yellen. You don't need to tax people two percent every year on top of their other taxes. So right. it just goes to show that she's intellectually uh, really has nothing up here in terms of uh, economics. I would say that or there's a script behind the scenes that she's has to follow along with all our other yeah. cards. I mean, inflation, inflation helps wall street because it means more debt, more trading, more revenues for them. And, and I think she got like $7 million uh, after she left the fed for making speeches uh, at all these hedge funds and banks. So yeah. that's why she regrets it because she, she didn't, you know, give uh, wall street enough, uh, you know, juice or enough uh, punch in the bowl. Uh, that's why she regrets it because she she's there. She was there representing Wall Street and she's representing Wall Street at the Treasury as well, not the American public. Yeah. And speaking amongst uh, all the paper or the, the, the financial and economic issues, I, I just took a quick glance real quick and I refreshed my screen to take a look at you know, we got rumors of war and all types of situations within our own country. We painted a good picture as to why something is brewing. And then look what happens. <laughs> you know, we got a little we got a slam down here. And this is, you know, some figures that we, uh, you know, amongst all the uncertainty, amongst all the noise, you would think that the Meadows would, uh, mm. you know, naturally, if they were allowed to respond in a yeah. realistic I'm, way. <laughs> gold and silver, they always, you know, uh, the time on your yeah, I think the time you've got there is like a UK time, is it? Oh, it's New York time. But yeah, every time, you know, the markets open in the States, which is, mm -hmm. you know, the, the banks start trading probably at seven, eight in the morning. You know, that happens. It's really, you know, it's just like clockwork. Uh, but uh, I think we need to stop worrying a, a, a bit about too much about the uh, dollar price of gold and silver. Because yeah. I think we're going to come to a point where it won't matter. Um, you know, you won't have to have, especially if you're talking about civil war or World War Three against the Russians. Does it really matter? You know, I, I think what you want is uh, as much physical silver and gold as you can muster. And uh, right. not worry too much about how much fiat you can get for it. Right. I do agree. It's just I, I check it just because. Yeah. No, I do, too. It's more of a, it's more, well, you know, it, so a lot of people on my side always talk about, you know, Mike, you talk a lot about get your weight up, man. Look at the price. Yeah. Look at the price. I'm like, you know, it's a patience game, like literally. And, and and so my personal opinion is that, you know, I don't anticipate seeing no, no astronomical numbers in, in that department there until we get well through and probably even beyond all this chaos. Because yeah. during I this process, they, they want to make sure that that's one thing to keep a boot on. Like they can't allow that to, because. There goes their Ponzi scheme. You know, <laughs> go ahead. And people might ask, you know, when would you get out of gold and silver? Well, I can tell you when, uh, but it was very improbable that it will happen. It's when you know governments would come out and uh, stop spending as much as they do. Uh, you know, from a, de a deficit, they would go to like a balanced budget. Eventually, they they go to a surplus. Eventually, they'd pay down debt. They'd stop all wars, bring all the troops home, not just for Americans, but the UK as well. Um, 
have a like a Nuremberg trial for for COVID, the COVID scam, you know, really come out and be honest and do the, all the right things, then I would think maybe, you know, of putting some of my gold in, you know, financing the government. Even then, I, I probably wouldn't. Uh, I, are you seeing any of that? No, we're continuing to see, you know, conflict uh, within, uh, you know, domestic in the US, which isn't good at all. It's going to spook foreign investors. Here in the UK, we're, we keep sending billions to Ukraine, and now they're talking about wars. You know, uh, yeah, they, and they've got no intention of cutting down the size of government. So uh, until it all reverses, and I'm afraid to say I don't think it will, I'm going to uh, hold up my golden silver. Yes, maybe uh, one day I might need to. Uh, uh, liquidate some fiat for an emergency but if i don't have an emergency you know it's the old gresham's law i'll keep spending the fiat that i uh, am able to uh, earn right i do agree i do agree so as i look at the chat here i saw someone um mention about uh, our, our thoughts let me see where is it at uh let me see if somebody mentioned about mike mario share your thoughts on the melee melee situation so we didn't connect yeah. last week yeah. as a result of that yeah, what was really your take on that? And I'll share mine. Well, I did a couple of video. I did a video on it in a live stream. Mm -hmm. I did a video and I hadn't listened to his speech, and I I apologize for that. And I listened to the speech; it was really good. Uh, he uh, explained how free market uh, capitalism and small government in the last two hundred years have taken uh, you know a lot of people out of poverty throughout the West, and he's right. And he, he uh, noted how socialism and communism have done the opposite. Uh, my question, though, is, is this like staged? You know, why, why would he go to the antithesis of libertarianism, which is the world economic forum? Uh, you could argue that he, um, he's just a controlled opposition, or you could argue that he's courageous and he's really sincere about what he thinks, and he might be. Uh, and uh, I think we need to wait and see what see what he does in Argentina. But uh, yeah, he I, I guess, you know, Doug Casey said he thinks he's for real. Uh, you know, he, he's got he lives partly in Argentina, so he knows the, the people there. And he thinks that he was actually courageous to to go up there and, and say those things to that kind of uh, crowd. So, yeah, that's no. <laughs> no, so I, yeah, so I listened, so I end up, I saw people's reaction immediately after it happened because there, there was no good translation that was worth sitting around watching sub cap, you know, closed caption. So I waited till somebody came out with the uh, English version of him giving this little speech. So I listened to the whole thing and I was very impressed. It was like, okay, you know, sounds good. But then again, like, okay, as you mentioned, he went into the heart of the beast to deliver that speech. That was a public, public recorded on the World Economic Forum's YouTube page. But then when the cameras go off, then he goes to the private dinners in the evening time and sits down with those same people. And I will find out if he's swayed in some capacity because that's one individual versus an entire monster of other gov governments, countries. He, if the forces that are against him are so strong, it'll take a man that'd be willing to lay it down for his country if he's sincere on bringing the change and that's where i'm like you know time will tell but you know he is is, is one it's maybe two or three figures that talk like that where they're really willing to expose mm. the 
things for what they really are on the surface and and not really give suggestions or, or solutions, but they they just point out the problem. And Trump is another one of those figures that points out the problem, calls a couple names out. But then again, like other than just some some cliche models of make America great again, like, OK, what does that look like? So, give, you know, give it some time to see what kind of fruit they can produce. But then again, like I wouldn't hold my breath on one person. That was my my whole take on it. But it sounds good. You know, the work and definitely gives people hope. And I guess that's enough to keep people yeah. hoping and praying that there'll be a, you know, a, a knight on a white horse coming in any minute now. So, yeah, um, but that's my thought. But I see a super chat here. Let me just address this real quick. Uh, Abo, if I'm not saying I incorrectly, says, do you think that this experiment, WF Agenda 2030, will be over soon? I think we will get into a new Cold War, NATO bricks, first bricks, instead instead of a World War Three. Well, NATO versus BRICS would be a World War III. Uh, <laughs> Agenda 2030 should be over by 2030, I would say. I, I, hopefully for, for them who are running this thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, what do you think, Mike? Uh, yeah, so the Agenda 2030 encompasses every aspect of our lives. And I don't even think that they've touched half, of, you know, nowhere near half of the things that they want to really uh, reshape, restructure, or reset as, you know, the, the, the great reset, which is what Klaus Schwab is working towards. I don't think we've even seen a fraction of it. So, uh, that, and that's, that's concerning because if what we're seeing now, in my opinion, is just be the beginning phases of it, then what would it look like when we get into it? So long story short, I, I don't think we're nowhere near where they would like things to be. And so like, and this is where I get a little like I'm iffy. How much of what we're seeing is the true resistance rather than a scripted, you know, political theater. And this goes back to what's happening down with the Texas situation. And so, uh, you know, real quick, I want to touch on like how the events are unfolding. So we had Biden issue to Texas, the desire to remove the fences. So or gates so that people can still can flood our country. They go to Supreme court, the Supreme court rules in favor of Biden yeah. and Amy Barrett, one of Trump's appointees who was considered to be a person who was going to overturn the election yet back in 2020, she didn't come in. They, they didn't, they didn't go that route. And so now we got Biden is as the, as the initiator of this craziness on the border, the resistance looks like it's Texas because they're fighting back, which is rightfully there. They, they should do that. And then the person who pretty much kicks this off happens to be the Supreme court by them siding with Biden. So all of this, like, it just seems like it could be a part of a script rather than being a genuine organic movement of activity happening without our country, because where did all these people come from and who invited them in the first place? It goes back to events unfolding under the Biden's regime. So it's like, and then to have a movie come out, as I mentioned earlier, called civil war that comes out in March and people talking now about Texas seceding from, you know, the, the from the union and you got 25 States now backing Texas and a former president and Trump come calls out, states to send national guards to support texas so that could be like some mutiny type stuff yeah. so it's just well in my texas, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, sorry to interrupt texas is the only state that was uh, uh accepted into the union through a treaty uh, the treaty of hidalgo i think because it mm -hmm. was a republic um independent republic uh and uh i heard something that Apparently, every year uh, they have to to uh, re readapt that treaty. 
you know, to really? keep Texas part of the union. So it could be very easy for Texas, I think, to leave uh, the union. I personally think the best thing that could happen to make America great again would be to go back to the pre-1789 America, which was not the United States of America. It was a loose confederation of uh, former colonies. And yeah. some people might argue, well, you need a, a strong army to defend uh, the colonies. But the other counter argument is that those colonies defeated the biggest empire at the time with, without being a, a federal uh, entity, what, without having a federal entity. So uh, mm -hmm. maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm jumping ahead of things. Maybe this could be the breakup of the United States of America Constitution. And you could have all the different states be independent and Washington, D.C. would become like a, a museum. Uh, which which <laughs> would be so like over time, the more I find out about how, you know, how, you know, this whole government structure was has been altered with, you know, D.C., the region not necessarily being even considered a, a state. Not it's a more state, of an district. Right. They right. took it's a from, uh, Virginia, you know, was part of the state of Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, they took that to build, uh, you know, the District of Columbia. Uh, so, right. I think Philadelphia and, was the capital uh, before that. <laughs> so, so this land has gone through a, a heck of a reshuffling, and a good chunk of the real history is not even our history book. So, there's a lot of things that you know most most I mean, people, our kids, not don't even know. Like for sure, I, I know a little bit myself, but <laughs> I'm not even American. I I was born in <laughs> exactly. <laughs> American school in Rio, you know, the high school. You know, <laughs> history. I enjoyed American history. And then I learned, I took more American history at university. So I know yeah. all this. I know that they used to have a president every year. I think the mm -hmm. first president of the independent colonies was a guy called John Hansen. So the mm -hmm. America was on the, on the same model as Switzerland is. And Switzerland is called the Helvetic Confederacy. And uh, no one even knows that. <laughs> Very few Swiss know who the president is. They change it every year. Yeah, that would be ideal, I think, for for the U.S. and not for the U.S. Excuse me, for America and yeah. the states. Right, the we, states. We, yeah. don't want, we don't want a federal system. I, I don't think personally. All right, the abolishment of the federal system would be great, so that each state would be able to actually have their own. Because we all have our own governing structure. We all got our own yeah. state constitutions. Yeah, that's it right. It just so happened that we've been sucked into a conglomerate. And this goes into the whole, you know, the, the 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 creation of the federal government structure and how, from what I'm hearing, like, you know, it's not even a government. It's more so a, a single entity under an LLC that is just, it gets, it gets so crazy here, man. But one thing about the Texas situation is now we have, you know, uh, the attorney general coming out saying, come and take it like when when the <laughs> attorney general posts you know what is that? this the is attorney, attorney general, general ken taxto yeah huh? the attorney general of texas yeah he's saying come and take it you know what what concerns me fences yeah so i i uh actually just i share some of my thoughts let me bring this up real quick on uh on the twitter sphere yesterday just highlighting how this is we're playing with fire here because this was a so-called from President Trump's Truth Social account, him calling on it says here, Trump calls for all willing state governors to deploy their National Guards to Texas and to remove the illegal wow. uh, back across the border. 
Uh, move, and so I said, it looks like we have, let me move this out of the way. It looks like we have a former U.S. president calling on states to defy the current administration and ignore the Supreme Court's verdict, no matter what my personal opinion is. And my, I'm sure Trump enemies will use this against him and try to, quote unquote, hang him for treason. This could get ugly fast or it could be scripted out perfectly. What better way to put boots on U.S. soil and drive a wedge between the blue red state divide already? And you could and so, if that were to happen, you know, if the other states sent uh, national, I guess, with state militias down there to Texas and then National have, Guard, yeah. National Guard, and then you have uh, federal uh, troops down there. You could see a skirmish. You know, it's very so, easy. So I was telling my son earlier, like, I'm like, like we're, we're potentially here witnessing something that I've never witnessed in my life. And I've tried to connect all the dots to her. I'm like, well, if you have National Guard troops, which are basically volunteers, citizens, that's there to protect their personal, you know, states or whatever down there to put more wire to execute the command or the orders of the governor. And then you have the federal government sending federal agents down there. If there is an skirmish between a national guard and a federal agency over whatever, or infiltrated by some people who are intentionally trying to sow discord yeah. amongst yeah, like they like did agents from, from some, some, yeah, some January 6th type stuff. Yeah. And if one shot is fired, God forbid, or one U.S. citizen is killed amongst themselves, we've mm. never witnessed anything like this in my life. And I said, this goes back to the Civil War aspect where you had states versus states. And this could really be that event that they want to see, unfortunately. So that's the part where I'm like, yeah, and it just goes beyond the, the economy. Go ahead. I saw the uh, his former president and prime minister of Russia, Dmitry Medvedev, he tweeted yeah. out that uh, he's going to, uh, he, he doesn't think it's nice, of course, the situation, if there were to be like, a, you know, a conflict, a domestic conflict in the U.S., but he said he's going to get the popcorn. Uh, <laughs> I might get some popcorn here also from the U.K. and watch it. Uh, <laughs> hope, no, God, you, know, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen, but it, it might be something, you know, that I, I think, uh in 1861 wasn't it harper's ferry that triggered the war you know i i don't even i, up, I don't even know someone <laughs> shot, fired a shot there or something and um you know it could have been done on purpose to you know the situ the situation you have to admit right now is very uh divided in the state Correct. especially with trump now having won iowa new hampshire and new hampshire right and, and uh and it was weird that Democrats are voting for uh, Nikki Haley in New Hampshire. The the guy who founded LinkedIn, uh, Reed Hoffman, gave $250,000 for the Nikki Haley uh, pack. I mean, it's crazy, you know, how things are. And I think they're concerned that, that Trump is going to have a, a victory. So maybe the, this is like, a, like you said, orchestrated. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's dangerous, though. It's very dangerous. But then again, like, so this is just on a political front, a social front. And, you know, we, you know, we start off talking about the economic ramifications of what's happening. So you can see how it'd be more, it would be more in their interest, meaning, you know, the controlling forces of our government to have events like this because it helps cover up what's really happening in Main Street. And it mm. provides a hell of a cover for the need to now, okay, you know, we, no, either no election or like, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll prolong or prevent the possible banking yeah. situation that they're facing because the government will have to respond by either closing down national security, close down stock markets, or close down this, it, shut down, 
QE again, cut rates. Right. Then, right. Uh, right. You know, the Hunter Biden scandal will, you know, go away <laughs> as well. <laughs> they won't go away, but they'll, they'll, you know, it won't get covered. So mm. there's a lot of things that are distracting us from the primary focus of like, you know, protecting ourselves individually, of course, financially. But then there's so many other ramifications that impacts our lives beyond just gold and silver. And that's why I, I hit on these things because, you know, things can get crazy fast, man. But let you want to get to some. Uh, we I still have yeah. more articles we didn't get to, but let's get to some questions. Yeah, let's get to. And, some, uh, yeah, I think we covered quite a bit already. All right. So for those who are tuning in, if you have not already, as it says here, hit the thumbs up button, show some support for the channels, whether it's on Manico 64 or Rethinking a Dollar, either one. And I'm about to put in the chat. I just put it in the chat so you both should see it. Uh, the opportunity to, to join us face to face and uh, share a thought, or idea, suggestion or whatever comes about your mind or whatever is on your mind. And uh, we can address it directly or throw out some thoughts, ideas, suggestions in the chat and we can uh, get to it uh, directly. And so, Mario, highlight at Manico 64 or at RTD TV so to stand out and we can uh, definitely try to address it. So. Yeah, man, man, man. Like, you know, God forbid a shot is fired, boy. That, it, it, uh, there's a question here from Deadly0101. Uh, oh, yeah. It's on my um, chat. He's saying just, the U.S. have elections in war to the... Um, yeah, they do. I mean, during the Civil War, uh, there were elections. You know, uh, Abraham Lincoln was reelected in 64 in, during the Civil War. But, you know... I, I, I think uh, I don't think they will uh, if there is some kind of skirmish and conflict, domestic conflict. Uh, I would say they would uh, they wouldn't have elections. Right. In, pretty much like uh, what's his name, uh, Zelensky in the Ukraine. He didn't have elections. Right. Um, I, I think like a part of the issues that you know we could potentially face is designed to prevent because they declare a state of national emergency. Then that right there would be more than enough to where you know Congress will say you know like because of the issue we have on you know this, these states are going rogue or what, whatever they'll turn into a much bigger issue than yeah. what Mike, Michael Kennedy says that it's all scripted and it says what a movie but uh, yeah it might very well be scripted but it, it, it's real you know they they can the powers that be consider as uh, pawns in the game so yeah. to speak and uh, it might be a movie but it will be serious if something happens. And, and lives are impacted regardless. Like, oh, yeah. this goes beyond just your pockets. Like, you know, if you have, you know, American troops or, you know, National Guard, you know, people putting their lives for it to protect our state and our own government is not willing to do that. So it's like, okay. I saw something here about Max. Uh, Max Carr says, can you explain how Basel III will affect markets? Well, Basel III has been implemented ever, you know, they've brought it in after Basel II. <laughs> after the 08 crisis, and, and they're just dragging it on and on and on. The biggest impact would be on the too big to fail banks. They're trying to like uh, push it forward. Uh, but um, yeah, I guess it would impact markets uh, if they get their way, uh, the guys in Basel at the BIS. And they want, uh, yeah, they want the too big to fail banks to raise a lot more capital. So that would mean a lot less liquidity uh for the economy so that's how i see it but um yeah and also i remember uh talking about i think it was what three years ago now that i think it was at the beginning of january 2020 or whatever the um re the recapitalization and the re or the re-denomination of gold as a tier one oh, capital yeah. now yeah to where yeah. holding gold 
Yeah, tier. What that was is that you know when banks uh, uh, calculate how their balance sheet are doing, you know the capital that they have, the banks. Uh, they can use uh, their tier one capital. They can use gold as an asset to be part of tier one capital. So it, it's to do with the health, the, uh, the the capital adequacy of the banks. Gold doesn't really become a tier one asset. It becomes an asset that uh, can be used to measure tier one capital of the banks. And capital mm-hmm. and asset is something different. Yeah, I mean... Um, that, but it was, it was interesting how they brought gold back into the top oh, yeah. where they allowed the gold, word G-O-L-D to be utilized when it comes to banks again. That yeah, was one of the things. Only physical gold, though, they, they allow, not uh, ETFs. Yeah, because right, right. gold is money. As J.P. Morgan said, everything else is credit. So if you mm-hmm. want to pad up the, the bank's uh, capital, you, you're going to have gold, of course. And I wonder, like, because of that, the reallocation and wording of that particular reclassification, rather the race to gold, like how sovereigns, central banks and yeah. whoever else have been racing to gold. They have. A lot of that was, a lot of that was triggered after the Basel three re, re, yeah, yeah, restructuring yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So they actually knew what they were doing like, and they, they were preparing for something ahead of time. <laughs> and that's why the gold has been increasing in vaults around the world, just not here in the U S and yeah. not definitely not in Fort Knox. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So what was you guys? Some more thoughts, ideas, suggestions, questions, whatever. It says, how do you guys become uh, acquainted and decided to do this show? Um, who we well we we connected. I, I first reached out to Mario 2018-17 for an interview. I came across Medical 64, interviewed you, and then we you know came back on the show, yeah. did a live stream together. Then we did the uh the five guys. The wise uh, guys. The wise guys, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. So, yeah, it's been for five, six years now, give or take, so or longer. Yeah. So, yeah, good question. He's probably right. Uh, central casting, what else we got here? Let me know if you see any thoughts. And yeah. also, like, since we got, uh, you know, a, lot, a few people joining us, any, any brave souls that want to join us for a little face-to-face, come join us and share your thoughts. Or if you have an expertise in any of these subject matters we're talking about and you yeah. can add something to it, please do that. That's how we all get informed. Celtic uh, knot or Celtic knot says, remember the Alamo. Yeah, the Alamo is really interesting. It was when, um, you know, the uh, the Americans or the, uh, you know, the Anglos who were in Texas at the time, Texas was part of Mexico. They uh, yeah, they um, they basically challenged the, the Mexican government. And there was the Battle of the Alamo. And, and an interesting character that was there was uh, Davy Crockett. Uh, he died at the Alamo. But Davy Crockett, you know, he, he was a very, uh, he was a congressman, I think, from Tennessee or Kentucky. I forgot wh- which state. And uh, he was very uh, libertarian. He believed in the true constitution. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting guy. And yeah, you see, he was a representative, a U.S. House of Representatives in Tennessee. There's an interesting story about him and the farmer. He went to uh, he went to a campaign for Congress mm-hmm. and um, the farmer was upset that he'd signed the bill to help uh, a fire in Georgetown. You know, Congress gave money for uh to help people that were affected by a fire and this farmer said congress is not supposed to give charity 
you know, is not to, supposed to be a charitable uh, place. And that really, uh, he said, I didn't vote. I, I, I didn't vote for you last time because you you, you signed that bill. So mm-hmm. can you imagine what uh, that farmer would think now of two two point seven trillion deficits? Yeah, yeah. It rolled over in his grave. Uh, here's a question uh, from Bradley. It says, Mike Amaro, if things reverse in the U.S., which government agencies should be kept, in your opinions? None. <laughs> none. Yeah. Just it's the idea that the, the – like, yeah, so, like, in all these agencies and all these branches that were created, the agents, the three-letter agencies and beyond were all – as the government expanded and it was more taxation somehow, some way on the people. So if we had a limited minimum government to where the states themselves were responsible for handling their affairs, then like there would be no need for agencies. Yeah. I think as I said, (laughs) as I said earlier, uh, the federal government is really, you don't need one. You you know, the America, the the former colonies, uh, they ran as states up until 1789. Um, and it was fine. Uh, I think the whole problem is the federal government because it's there centralizing. It sucks everything from, you know, to the center. Right. It's like a a cancer. Especially after the Federal Reserve was created. And talking about the Federal Reserve, I saw that uh, they took out a statue of Thomas Jefferson at a federal hall in New York uh, yesterday or something. And Thomas uh, Jefferson was... Was it Thomas Jefferson? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Thomas Jefferson statue removed from New York City yeah. Hall after 187 years. Yeah, yeah there you go. And uh, he, he, you know, he warned against the, uh, you know, the. He said that the uh, bankers were more dangerous than standing armies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, interesting. What else we? I saw another. I had a question. I saw a question out there. Or I saw what was it? Um, uh, question from Miguel. No, okay, I get to another question. Question: If if silver spikes, will it go right back down quickly, like the last two highs? Get out quick or hold? <laughs> yeah, I I, I think uh, next time when silver, you know, has to break thirty, which seems really far away now, but if it breaks fifty, uh, I think it will fly because there's a forty three, forty four year. Uh, teacup and handle formation so yeah i, I think uh, uh yeah they, they won't be able to keep silver as down as that you know they have for so long. i could be wrong <laughs> i'm still holding on to my silver yeah yeah same here like you know it, I, it's it's my monetary insurance policy so yeah. no plan on having to cash it in and then i'll continue to add to it bit by bit uh, W8 Farm says, I'm in Texas and not liking any of this at all. We fight each other and the illegals sit back and watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing, like the amount of the, the thousands or maybe millions now of people who were allowed in dispersed throughout. The, like, so Abbott, even he bust thousands of of the invaders throughout our country trying to make mockery or trying to make fun of New York. So they bust him and DeSantis. They both bust Paying, use taxpayer funds to bust them to certain parts of it. So Chicago's flooded, New York's flooded. So they are a part of this. Like, why did you, why did you bust them back home? 
Why don't you bust them through Mexico and down somewhere or wherever else? Why are you sending them more? Well, they, so they, wanted, uh, they wanted them in, didn't they? The, uh, right. So, so now Abbott's like, you know, enough's enough. We're going to put up by wire. But what about over the last six, seven months, you happen to send them on bus and planes all across the country? Like, come on, man. <laughs> they plan us. This is, man, this is bothering me. Anyway says questions <laughs> what do you think of other countries adopting the switzerland uh, referendum voting method in politics well i'll i'll answer that first yeah, never, never. I, I spoke to uh claudio grass the other day he's uh based in switzerland he's a libertarian sound money advocate and i said why don't you guys uh get enough signatures for a referendum on kicking out the world economic forum from switzerland he said it could be done but uh, he said these referenda, referenda in Switzerland, uh, they don't really get you anywhere. So he doesn't even think it's... Uh, the, the good thing about the Swiss system is that it has a very weak uh, central government or federal government. It doesn't have... Yeah, it, it, because it's a confederacy. The cantons, which are the states, and the counties, which are called communes, they have a lot of power. I think that's why Switzerland... Uh, has done well as a country yeah but think about and also think about this all the major leading uh entities that are, are pretty much controlling or a part of the globalist agenda happen to reside in switzerland you got the bis the, yeah. the world Health organization the world economic forum uh, the, uh, UN. The, the un UN. well uh claudio talked to me about that he said one of the reasons is that uh you know the Switzerland has a long history of fighting, you know, like uh, against uh, princes and kings. They started in the 1200s and, and they're really big, good fighters and they were used as mercenaries. So uh, a lot of these powers that be, you know, they hired the Swiss and they try to keep Switzerland neutral because they needed uh, to hire them as mercenaries. So that kind of uh, gave them this neutrality uh, reputation and also, and that's why a lot of these institutions went there. And he did say, though, that, yeah, it's become very corrupted because of that as well. So it's not perfect. Yeah. Uh, here's a question here. It says, uh, would you guys buy miners? NEM, gold, AU, and GDX? Uh, I, I, if I was going to buy one of those, it would be uh, uh, Newmont, NEM because they have a, a good dividend, 4.5%. Uh, gold is uh, Barrick. I, I think they've got 2.5% dividend. Yeah. Yeah. What about um, you? Uh, yeah, so I don't I don't in particular. I have I have a couple holdings of companies, but I'm not, it ain't my, it ain't, I don't, I'm not banking on them. Like, I'm not like speculating in that, dire in that department directly because like a lot of the, uh, you know, so even some of the companies that I've interviewed, whatever, like they're, they're all small, small speculative. They're like, you know, throwing yeah. a dart, hopefully some sticks type of companies. Yeah. So that's why I'm not, you know, and then if, if it's already established and been around for a while and producing right now, then, you know, the chance of them actually making you, you know, some 10X type games like, uh, yeah. so it's not really worth having much of, in my opinion. So I, I replace that speculation with the crypto space. Yeah. Because it's a long shot, but it could work out. Um, Texas is slowly becoming California, uh, not quite uh, to the extent it is right now in Colorado, but getting there. So, yeah, um, I think like in the next literally February. So, OK, I think about this, Mario. This is another thing I was thinking about. I'm not sure. Did you did you read that 
Google letter about terms of service changing because of, of an event. Remember I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. So I share a screenshot of that with my, you know, I was doing one of my rants and I was like, okay, so Google's telling us that during an event, they will further protect themselves by not allowing certain narratives to be spread. I'm like, so why February? And then we have all this other stuff we've been talking about as if like, you know, they are aware possibly of some things that could be scheduled or planned after February that they want to stay on top of, meaning that they won't allow people to freely just inform according to the truth rather than having people out there spreading their, you know, so I'm thinking, like, okay, like uh, just too much stuff just lining up. Yeah, and doesn't really it feel you think like they're uh, preparing for another, not COVID exactly, but something really big that they, you know, there has to be the, the right narrative, right? Right. And so it's for a publicly traded company of that size to put out a disclaimer saying that they're changing terms of service to the millions of, of creators out there about an event and wanting to control it. I'm thinking like, okay, like, uh, so, you know, some people say, oh, conspiracy. No, but you know, like what event are they talking about? So be on the lookout, stay prepared, stay prayed up, you know, make yeah. sure you are doing the best you can to protect you and yours. <laughs> um, what else you got here? Here's a little thought here. It says first majestic silver and Barrett gold. I got in my, in miners. I really wish I got physical instead of miners. Yeah. Yeah. Never. It's not too late. It's not too late. <laughs> it's not too late. Uh, question from X says, thoughts on paying fast food workers $20 in California. Also thoughts on tipping at restaurants. <laughs> that is a major, that is something. <laughs> well, the thing is $20 is not what it used to be. So $20 <laughs> is like uh, $10 uh, six, five years ago. So, uh, <laughs> right. <sighs> we have, uh, so outside of, you know, discrepancies throughout different states on, you know, the minimum wage. Okay, sure. The, the liberal left, they've already cranked up the, they've shot paths of, you know, fight for 15 movement that was becoming popular three or four years ago. Now it's, you know, give me my, give me 20. And so they're laying off workers heavily in those certain fast food chains, cutting back on certain uh, luxuries they offer, like free delivery, all that stuff being cut. So it's going to be a problem. But about tipping, so now they have on the 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 the, uh, the proof was the proof of proof of sales or whatever. You can we you know set up a set up a tip. They do it at gas stations now. You can leave a tip when you pump you pump your own gas. They ask if you want to leave a tip. I've, <laughs> I, so they, they ask for tips everywhere. They're gonna huh? tip you. <laughs> no, you tip them. And that's, that's the thing. Like they ask for tips uh, everywhere. I mean, uh, as as for the uh, minimum wage, we have one here too. I think that it's a bad idea because it means the government is setting, you know, telling people what to do, what to charge. And it hurts more the, the small mom and pop business because they can't compete with the corporations. But even the corporations sometimes can't afford it. And that's why they're automating everything. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I can understand why people want to get paid more because the dollar, you know, Contrary to uh, contrary to Janet Yellen, <laughs> who thinks we more inflation has been inflated away like uh, yeah, like a cheap suit, I guess. Right. Oh, man, man, man. We live to see another day. All right. So what we got? Um, approaching the end of January, and uh, like we just laid out a lot of things that are on the forefront. So just wait and see, and in the meantime, enjoy. You know. The blessings you do have because if you're tuned in then definitely you're in a better position than 
80, 90 percent of the rest of the planet. And so, yeah, thank God for what you do have. Um, let's give it a dial back, Mario. Any anything in particular that you're keeping your eye on coming up or anything that's worth uh keeping an eye on heading into yeah, I, I'm looking at the bond yields <laughs> that might sound boring, but I think it's important, you know, the 10 year yield. Uh they seem to be rising quite quite fast uh this mm-hmm. year. And I think that could be bad for the uh, for everything. But uh, and also, of course, all the talk of war, uh, you know, not just in the U.S., maybe a civil war, but also here in in Europe. uh, A few weeks ago, Sweden said they're scared of Russia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now here in the U.K., they're they're saying that they're going to have to uh, recruit 500,000 people uh, for the armed forces. You know, they're really playing up this uh, war war. You know, they're beating the war drum. I think that's the other thing we need to keep uh, in the back of our minds. Yeah. And also speaking of which I I've shared, let me see. I, I, there's somebody asked me the other day about, um, uh, would you, would you be, would you want to receive a passport for another country? If they recruited you, they were open up free citizenship. If you join their army or whatnot, I'm like, I'm like, no, no. then I see that Germany, let me see Germany. Watch this. Uh, Germany is, doing something similar to that and let me bring it on the screen real quick so i'm like definitely when times are gets tough they need more bodies they change the rules and maybe give the luxury the privilege maybe with germany yeah sorry go ahead i interrupt no no, this this article that that came out germany ways allowing foreign citizens into their army and so of course to sway people to do that they offering they're offering some things that make it worth their while so, yeah, maybe, maybe next next uh, year we'll we'll have a Texas passport. <laughs> I'm not sure what it's good for, but because <laughs> well, they, they'll have to have their own military, their own their own yeah. money supply, and of course they okay. got the, they got the depository there, the gold depository. Yeah, who so, knows? I mean, they, it, it, but then again, maybe, like maybe I'll immigrate to the Republic of Texas or something. <laughs> After the war ends, of after course. After everything blows through, yeah, because it's going to be, we're gonna, the, the cleanup efforts for this entire country will be, it's going to take several, yeah, that years. But, um, all right, people, we over an hour, man, but then so much was covered. We appreciate you for blessing us with your presence. Uh, if you haven't, make sure you hit the thumbs up bunch of support. Make sure you click the bell notifications for both channels so you can stay plugged in when we drop stuff. And other than that, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe, stay blessed, and, uh, yeah, enjoy, you know, what God has given you, man. Be blessed.